Broadcasting Network. Okay, <clears throat> podcasters, uh, starting our music part of it, and today we're going to have something special. Uh, during the show, um, for Ray's trip to London, that'll be coming up uh, during the show. Anyway, moving on with our jazz series, we're now, um, we talked about Gershwin, we went through Gershwin, and uh, a little of, um, can't think of his name, but anyway, also while that was going on, and we said that um, a European harmony was now getting into jazz, and coming from the West now came a wonderful band and a, a unique um, musician in uh, Count Basie, adding a very relaxed rhythm. There's some really good players. So this was called the Kansas City Sound, and you're going to hear the first time a acoustic guitar added to the rhythm section. So Count Basie. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Well, welcome, podcasters. We're going to start the show in a very different way. We have a good topic coming up shortly. We continue on our um, addiction, give you some ideas why, how I think it all starts. But anyway, this is for Ray. This is a song dedicated to Ray. Ray, has a, have you ever had a song dedicated to you? Or is this a first? Or well, people have sung "Happy Birthday" to me, so ah. that counts for something, right? But I, I'm really, uh, I'm tickled here. Uh-huh. Please continue. No, no, not like this. Uh-huh. Um, and this is a very beautiful British song written during the Second World War, and uh, the, a special period during the Blitz, the Rus- 
Uh, the uh, RAF pilots were meeting the German bombers coming over, and there was love in the air for the young men. They were very young. And this come from this song was written. Okay, saxophone's going to play a little bit. I'm going to come in and end it. Uh, this was uh, Nightingale sang in Berkeley Square. And I said this during this very poignant time when young men were, from about 19, 18 or 19, were trained as Spitfire pilots. And they were up to meet an awful bliss by the German. Night and day, London was being blitzed. So you never knew if they were coming back. They flew three and four sorties a day. And whether they'd make it or not, and their girlfriends and Nightingale singing in the square waiting for them to come back. It's a very poignant love. It's a very romantic song. And Ray's very romantic. True.
All right. That was for, was that a beautiful song? A poignant time in the history of England. Um, yeah, I was picturing Barclay when you were doing it. Were you were you at that? Were you there? Or I don't even know if I was at in the square. It's Barclay's a small town. Oh. I mean, not small, small, but relatively speaking to what we have here. But there, that's where I attended the wedding at Barclay Castle, oh. where Edward II was held prisoner for being like a homosexual, oh, which wasn't really accepted in those days. And um, yeah, next to the castle is uh, the cemetery, and next to the cemetery is the church, which is, it's a relic. I mean, you're talking about something that was built over, a thir- you know, 1,200 years ago. It's, it's beautiful, the whole place. But yeah, I mean, that what you played definitely is fitting for the area. Oh, you felt that, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's, it was beautiful. Thank you. Uh-huh. That was okay. really nice. I forgot to rain also for any friends in Austin, Texas. Also, that was a little piece for them, too. Okay, now, um, let's... Um, we got our tribute started. And now we're going to get into a very important topic that we're trying to understand in a, in a little deeper way. Are we going to talk about addiction? Addiction. I got some news for you. All right. We're going to get some news very shortly from Ray. I have been fucking going nuts. I've been pilling it up and everything else. I'm just kidding. I quit smoking. (gasps) Wow. (laughs) Audience, are you clapping? (laughs) You better be clapping. This is a big thing. Tell tell us about... Day (gasps) three. Day three, audience. Irritable... Um, all over the place. Um, I feel like my body's contorting, yeah. like something's in my back. I cannot mm-hmm. stand it. If I smell it, my mouth waters. Having a little bit of a rough time sleeping. Oh. Uh, on the Nicorette, you know, on the gum kind of thing, you know, to to wean myself off. Haven't had one to my lips, and this is day three, and oh. it's weird. But good, you know, weird but good. Feel like, you know, I feel like um, when I used to lift weights, like I was was sore, you know, when I used to do, like, exercise. I feel like I'm exercising even though I haven't. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel spent in a way. But good. Good Mm -hmm. because I, I have clarity that I'm not doing it. And, you know, and with looking at it, I mean, I would reach for those things so automatic. Yeah. You know, pack, pack and a half in a day, no problem. Oh. And and you and being away from it for as little as I've been away from it, you could see like how hooked in you were. Mm. I mean, and I was hooked. I am hooked. You know, that's that's one of my things. And I love them. But see ya. Mm, boy. Well, podcast folks, we're all here at the studio here, Gary, myself. Really joined in the applause, and he's kind of our laboratory person. He's actually taking it on. This is not a theory. He's actually suffering the withdrawal of it. And any of you out there that want to join this, if you're in a mood to go this direction, or we'll we'll keep a tap of it and see how Ray's doing with it. But he's on day three. And you see someone smoking that you know, and you like. You you'll approach them, subcon you know, and you're gonna ask or something. But then if you put some blinders on and walk away and just ride it out, it will go away. Mm-hmm. But there's a real strong attraction to it, you know. And I've even had a, a drink within those three days and didn't wow. participate. You know, didn't did not did not. Well, you know the combination. Of alcohol and cigarettes are the great part. Oh, wait a minute. What am I thinking about? That company it reminds me of somebody. I can't think who it is. That would be Gary. Oh, no. no. <laughs> he has a cigarette only when he's having a, I think he has a seltzer. What do you have? Seltzer water? Yeah. Um, a wheatgrass. Is wheatgrass your drink? Yeah. He had a wheatgrass, and sometimes he has a little cigarette. Gary, anything you want to say? <laughs> Uh, 
I don't know where wheatgrass came from, but you're pretty much dead on. <laughs> wheatgrass mixed with a little whiskey. There you go. That sounds a bit more right. up my alley. Right. By the way, we're after the half track Gary down so you see how he's doing with his parties late because that's the only time he he uh, smokes okay so I'm going to I'm going to put a system underneath what I feel I'm going to say calling causing the potholes as like we see in our streets um, to be filled with addictions oh and Jim when you were talking about two weeks ago prior to me leaving I didn't watch TV really in England and since I've been back um, like I'll turn the TV on, but I'll, I'll, whatever you said really resonated and I'll turn the TV right back off. It's like you really feel that it deadens you at a level and you're not really present. So I haven't been watching TV wow. and, um, it's, it's different and I feel okay with it. You know, I really do. And I'm not selective with my TV watching. I watch like couple of different stations and whatever they have on that's what I tend to go for but you know of, of late we, we were talking about it on Saturday and you were very into that trial oh. by the way you're fucked it's over <laughs> yeah. you know and I and then I did catch part of that I caught the the ending part of it on um, some news station I just said okay that's it you know let's sure. there's stuff to do good for you Ray's referring to is that I, I got hooked on that uh, Anthony case from Florida. Um, and I, I, I would be watching that more than I should be. Should be. Um, I got con- uh, that's what I call getting into it. Um, okay, so let's get a little introduction as far as the potholes now. So from the fetus to the grave, there's an energy flow. It's called the f- there's a flow. Psychology uses that word flow. From sensation, which was the baby feels, to relationship, which is the connection with mother, and to the baby's experience as it interacts with its mother and other caretakers. So something's happening right there. The first interactive dynamic becomes the first model for the baby. So, or the first model even for uh, other addictions that are coming down the line. That's the model. Um, That's the experience. And that's like a controlling image. Once that gets inside us, inside the baby to start off with, and all the feelings that might go f- or come from that, a controlling image is now inside us. And this is at the level of primal, instinctive, survival level of existence. In other words, where the baby is way down there in the primal time of life. And, that's, and it gives birth to contractions and defenses if it goes wrong, if, if it's counterfeit nurturing going on and the baby really feels it, um, gives way to these defenses we develop, the potholes for future addictions and compulsions. If it's good, it develops the baby's trust and comfort. So there's a variation. Nothing's black and white and a lot of things along the way. So the issues are trust in, in connection or separation. That's what's going on before our potholes totally come down. Trust or separation or disintegration. Kind of a psychological impairment can come from that, and a variety of addictions can come from the psychological impairment. impairment. If, the, if the connection feels counterfeit to the baby, if now we're using counterfeit money, Uh, One aspect um, of this is that it goes into the body. Now it becomes psychosomatic. And that's part of what you hear Ray going through, those withdrawal symptoms. It's really become part. I mean, it's it's not just something in his mind. He's feeling it. That's the psychosomatic part. All right, now I'm going to actually give us something to work with. Um, I want to give... See, what I'm doing is as a psychotherapist and... Um, my uh, training was a lot of an, an analysis. I want to give you the British, I'm not the British, the British on the mind, the Buddhist version of help with addiction. Now, what, now, first place they knew about it is 600 years before Christ, and they began to name it. They call it attachments, they called it slightly different things, um, but they came up with this. Buddha would say something like this. I'm going to try to integrate 
um, Western psychology with Buddhism. He would say something like this, we are all hungry, but what are we hungry for? So just a question. Now we're all feeling hungry, some kinds of hunger. And he really began to work with taming, how to tame the wanting mind, the wanting mind. We're all in search of something because of this counter, counterfeit nurturance has left us feeling empty. Feeling empty is a big place where we're groping out to grab something. Feeling of empty. And we live compelled by desire. So look at the feeling. We're empty and we live compelled by desire. As we experience a fundamental pervasive dissatisfaction with what is. So we've got a what is in front of us and usually may not be stimulating, stimulating enough. The what is is not enough, not to be just present in the moment. Something has to fill the pothole. Much of our mental energy is focused on getting what we want. Now, let me stop there for a minute. Think about that. Much of our mental energy is, um, is what we want. Think about how much we think about that. I think of myself in the morning just getting out of bed, the list that comes through, what I need now, even what I want for breakfast. And, um, it's like a want. I can feel like a want as I go down the list of uh, things I want. Fortunately, the path of mindfulness is built around recognizing and eventually uh, liberating ourselves from this constant grasping and craving. So we're working with the state of mind for grasping and craving. So I'm going to do it in three ways. So that's the introduction. Well, Buddha knew this. The, he calls it uh, grasping and craving. Um, we all know what he means by that. Ray really knows now, going through what he's going through right now. So there are three components to overcome the craving that he put, a craving that he put out. This is what he said. Now this is a kind of step by step. You would have to work with it. The first place is to examining the wanting mind. For a moment, as these want things come up, that something in us stops, and we look to the wanting mind. It's built in there somewhere called it a wanting mind. The second is getting more aware of how your attention gets fixated. Tension gets, your, our attention gets locked up in, in some fixation on what you want. So whether it's a cigarette... Every, every guy knows that one, like when you call a girl way too much. There you go. Across the board. Every dude has done it Everyone knows that feeling. Mm. Like, I'll call her again. Ooh. I mean, you're out. You know you're out at some level, but it's like that wanting and craving. Oh, you see. know, every guy knows that feeling mm. where you stepped over or whatever. Gary's sweating right now. Look, Jim. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Do you know? He's saying, is it true for your segment? You're the 26 year olds. You represent. What, what do you know about that? Uh, yes, to a certain extent, I would say that that exists. Yeah. Yeah. We've all experienced what um, Ray is saying, male and female, of course. Um, but fixation is a good word. That's certainly more of a psychological word. And I don't think that word was there at his time. Um, we get powerfully in in the... And the nuance, not in the nuance, in the radiation of a person or a cigarette or food or something. Um, and we begin to put all our attention on the fixation. Now, what I would say is taking it up. Now, the first part in this um, number one, examining the mind and understand the fixation, um, is to begin to, in our life, Begin to call it that when we get locked into something. 
that we're like locked in. We get chained into something. It's kind of like a prison in the fixation. And we're wondering, and what Buddha tried to teach us is how to loosen up the fixation so it doesn't grab us so tightly and then have to go through what uh, Ray's going through, the letting go, the, the tension and letting go of some of that and what that's done to the body. So we're looking, looking at the wanting mind from a Buddhist perspective. We wake up with that endless, you know, find it from the morning, from the moment we wake up and our feet touch the floor, begin to go for a moment to the wanting mind and see what it's saying. Hey, see Jim, before it? you get into that, let's get a, let's get a word from our oh, sponsor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot to absorb right there. Hey, everybody. If you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do, you know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates. I love Amazon.com just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. Okay, so remember we're doing the three components of it. We're starting with the wanting mind. And that's a big one in itself. How, when the wanting mind appears... Now, usually the wanting mind is um, underground. It's a hidden part of us. It's very automatic. So when it comes up, it bypasses the operators and all the other sections and goes right to the attraction or the fixation. So the wanting mind is essentially mindless. It's just conditioning. Uh, yeah. Uh, it really has no mind. It's just almost like sheer... I mean, I would smoke my first cigarette. I wouldn't even think about right. it. Yeah, that's a good example of it. Yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of a mechanic. It's automatic, we would say. It provides the thoughts and it provides the thing, where to get the cigarettes, where to do that and all that. Um, but it's almost automatic, if not. Ray said he already has the cigarette without even thinking about it. And that would be for all the other ones also. So, the wanting mind, and then to begin to name the feeling. So here it comes, let's say, in Ray's case, it's a cigarette. Or food, for a lot of us. They're actually... Beginning a little distance from it, first place to call it the wanting mind, and then to use the attention. Eventually, I hope we can get to a place where the attention has enough muscle to get in on a part of the brain activity. The attention is activated. And whatever our addiction is, or our compulsion, or any habit we may be dealing with, um, to see it in the wanting mind, to bring some attention to it, and to loosen the fixation. That's what we're trying for. We're trying to get some distance between the wanting and the object of desire. So you, we're trying to stand between those poles, the wanting, the desire, something in between that wants to, for example, wants to call the person or realizes maybe it's not the best thing to do and stand in between and feel that urge to call. Feel it as a sensation. So now we begin to name it. It's no longer just a mystery. We're bringing it into the daylight. The automatic, hidden dynamic of the mind is now in the daylight. So to keep it in the daylight is the hardest part. There's a tendency 
but we go to right back because of the automatic dynamic of uh, that part of the mind. It's, uh, it's an I want state of mind. Like it's located somewhere. It's got a neural back, uh, background, neur- neuron pathways in it. I want, I want, I want. So you're just saying it's, you got it. It's hardwired. Yeah. You're essentially done if you don't get onto this. Yeah. It'll take you wherever it goes, like an undertow. <laughs> you're walking and. I remember when I was a kid in Atlantic City, all the Italians, when we were also go down, the, the tailor shops would close, I think, like fourth, yeah, around this period, this, this week. And we'd all go down to Atlantic City, all the tailors. Um, the beaches were full of Italians. Um, I remember the undertow thing was the scare. This was the Atlantic Ocean. Um, but think of somebody, if somebody's caught in an undertow, you don't go down and fight with the undertow so much. You may have to take their hand. And that would represent the attention. The attention takes this. It doesn't have the particular power to stand up to the great momentum of the addiction, the undertow. Um, but it knows to take the hand of the person, let's say, as it begins to say, you know, stay with me. Stay with me. We'll get a little distance. We'll be able to step out of it. The undertow itself is beyond, um, you know. And, it's and, bigger uh, than you. It's, that's it. It's a way to say it. It's bigger than you. So attention is the lifeline. Now, the, I remember I'm saying some basic things, the way a Buddhist might have said it, but I'm saying it in more psychological terms. Um, the attention has to be worked with. The, the attention, there has the muscle for the attention next to I want, uh, the I want state. The I want state's got all the muscle and the attention is relatively weak. And we're so easily distracted, something coming along can take us away, can hijack us and we leave. We, our, our attention is always hijacked. Think of that term. Just taken away from us all the time. And we have to call ourselves back in the training of attention. At the, at the beginning, we, we know the I want of mind is very powerful. And the tension is relatively weak. And we know that we're hijacked by, at any moment, smallest things take us away and we have to come back so the second go back to that for a moment is the loosening of fixation diminishing the craving is to notice when your attention has come fixated and well that's another part of it once we become fixated on something it is embellished we make it bigger than what it is so She's the greatest thing in yeah. the world. <laughs> Gary, do you remember that one? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I am in love. Oh, I am done. This is it. They never made anybody like her. I never knew anybody like her. On and on and on. So the fixate, now that's a good example. The fixation embellishes. And the downside as it's related to future consequences, is very small. So one more cigarette, one more thing, one more thing. The consequence, I'm not, th- the con- I'm fooling myself about any consequences. Embellishment, and then the downside consequences. You know, it's uh, ironic you say that, because my mom died of breast cancer, and um, I would talk to her, I go, Mom, do you think, you know, the pack a day for... Uh. 50, 60 years had anything to do with it? Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> and I'd look at her and go, Mom, are you fucking nuts? It's hand in hand somewhere in there. You know, if something happens to me, Mom, I've only been smoking for 30 years, I think a little of it has to go in the cigarette department. I'm just saying. What do you think? No way. No way. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, that's an example of it. Okay. <clears throat> but that's perplexing. Yeah. Yeah, man. The people have really, we really fool ourselves. We lie to ourselves. We lie to ourselves. And we hang on for dear life. All right, so we're in the second one, which was the loosening of the fi uh, fixation. Can and you get uh, to the third so we can get a smile on our face? Uh, uh, Jesus, Jim. <laughs> no smiles yet? No, okay. this is all, uh, I'm sweating. Okay, okay hang on. We still got to get the, I'm going to get the steps in first. Now, all, the steps are all under this loosening of fixation as part of the steps. Uh, once you begin to work with that. Um, and we'll tell us say more about that in the future. Okay, so that's the second one. If you practice becoming more aware of your attention, remember we're trying to build up the muscle of attention, as of and use as a support, see eventually the attention could be a support, an ally. It's the hand that reaches out to us. You notice when it has been kidnapped, we have to deliberately take it back. You could almost say that. I see how long that happened and my attention is gone. I need to take my attention back. That's the muscle we're working on in our gym of, of our show. Our gym Corolla. Oh. Our gym of Whoa. life. <laughs> hey. Do you know, I always reference you like when somebody asks me, where am I going? I go, I'm going to the gym. And they honestly think I'm going to work <laughs> out, which is hilarious. Yeah. Right. No, no, Jim, Jim. Jim. Yeah, that, oh, oh, that's where you're going. So you're known as the Jim out there. The Jim. Okay. Third. Now. Drum roll, drum roll, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this is very Buddhist now. So those in the materialistic and scientific materiality, this might not appeal to them. But Buddhist calls us making offerings. Mm, making offerings. Mentally offering the object of desire. May all beings have, have enough that they don't need um, this particular addictive substance. But let, I'm going to work with that for a minute. So no matter now, let's 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 work for a moment. Now we all know the sensation of desire, craving. Um, we know it through food a lot. Uh, uh, Lynn and I do a, a special little at dinner time. We do a we do a prayer before we eat. But the food's on the table and so on. If I'm hungry, if she's a little late getting to the table, I can hardly bear it. Are you nibbling sometimes? Don't uh, lie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm nibbling sometimes. And then said, are you starting? I said, oh, just, just see if it's hot enough. I, <laughs> I mean, I can think, look, think of me sitting at that table. All podcasters, everyone, think of yourself for a moment when we're really getting very attracted to something. Um, you know, that situation with me, trying to hold off. Because you see what the prayer's doing is giving a little distance. Mm -hmm. It's having the food sit right there and all the, uh, the odor and smell, all that's adding to it. And there's the sensation of attention in between. And so that's one you can try, by the way, anytime you eat. And then as the, as the strong sensation of a craving or a desire that you would like to work with, bring the sensation to the heart. In the middle. Um, because it has energy. It has power. You're moving it from the object to the heart just with your attention your awareness. So here the craving is there or whatever is there in front of us. You bring it to your heart as a way of opening the, that energy used for the craving. We're trying to transform it through attention 
to opening the heart. So now you'll feel that sensation, the sensation of that wanting the cigarette, wanting the food, and what we haven't talked about, but the sexual addictions, which are some of the strongest addiction of all. Um, so all the feelings and the sexual would be being aroused sexually or um, and bring it have a sense of the attention taking it to your heart and uh, the energy now is working in the heart in the meantime you're getting a little away from the object of uh, craving or desire so you can feel that for a moment so Ray maybe you could try it as you get into your third day as that feeling comes up have a sensation of moving it with your mind from the I want state of mind to the heart. And Buddha says, then they'll use it as an offering for the good of other people and opening my heart. That leaves you a whole lot more present, doesn't it? I mean that's a that's a wake up in itself. Mm. Yeah. So podcasters, as you hear all this, remember the three. And if, tell me if you have an interest. I can go back over them a, another time, or I can listen to the show again and get the fee. The I one thing mind. We're really going to find it now. It's a sneaky kind of. It's hidden, and it's all automatically there, running the show without us even knowing it. As Ray said, cigarettes already in his mouth. And the second is a lessening of the fixation. Keep that word in mind, too, fixation. So when you bring real attention, as you get that muscle stronger in attention, it tends to loosen the fixation. And the third part, then bringing it down to an offering. Instead of just something I'll gobble up, more for me, more pleasure, more this, more that, filling the potholes up. Instead, it'd be used as an offering in a world where there's a lot of people that really need um, just survival, need water and food just to survive as we deal with these uh, addictions. And to have that sensation right here in your heart and... Um, and really feel it. The awareness, the presence of that. And see if that can loosen that up for you. But the work we're mostly going to work on is the beginning of a muscle that's not strong at all. The other one's overdeveloped. This one is not developed. So the more you can use attention, directed, intentional attention, or you direct it, not just automatic. And I'll get more into that with AIM and the different things we can do with that. Okay, so that was our, what's how we're doing? Oh, all right, we're doing okay for 40 minutes. So we started today, <clears throat> and um, we started uh, our dedication to Ray, and uh, played, the, uh, I hope you like that, it's a very beautiful melody. Um, uh, Nightingale sang in Berkeley Square. Uh, for Ray, Ray announced the third day of not smoking. That's a big one. He's got the big one today. Um, so we're gonna, uh, we'd like him to stay with us with it if he'd like to and see how he's doing with it and help others who are going through the same thing by what Ray's saying about this particular addiction, uh, the withdrawal of it, the pain of it, the anxiety, sleep. It's like you're going through the hell to reach the other side. He's, in, he's kind of in that hell right now. So we have that. Um, and um, remember the three parts? Are the I want mind is identified. The attention um, works uh, flashes on the fixation, and then there's the offering. So if you want to know more, you could 
Go right in. How do they do that, Gary? They can write in on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com. Hey, I, got, I just got a smartphone, too. That's Whoa. way smarter than I am. Look at that. So, yeah, I know, Jim. You don't want to do it. Believe me. <laughs> but um, so I can get on the uh, Twitter or whatever you want me to do. All right. So we'll get some guest tweets from Ray going on. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Tuned. So stay tuned for that. Okay. Okay. So that'll do it for our show today. And um, as we usually do. Really, Jim? <laughs> okay, folks, we want to first place thank you for being, uh, for tuning us in. And we're glad to be back. And we're glad to be, you know, in the background you're hearing a, a blues, a B-flat blues. Um, How do you know that's B-flat anyway? Bob, boo, Bob, bay, I got an ear. Maybe. <laughs> I hope it's B flat. The B bop. My instrument's built in B flat, so I should be able to hear that. But you know, maybe it's C. <laughs> my, most of the blues are in those keys. Okay, here we go. Bop boop bop B bop boo bop 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 B. Yow do re. Boop bop B boop. Wow. Boop bop B boop B. Wow, that was his, one of his best ones. I think he's getting it. Wrap it up. <laughs> oh, bam. All right, Brace, he must have practiced in England. Okay, here we go. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. 64, 64, Jim. Boy, that's the way he gets out of that with 64, right? It's my favorite word at the end. <laughs> He's got a fixation on that word, 64. I'll take the heart. <laughs> I'll give just a couple more for Ray Cross. Now let's get it. We'll give him something nice and rhythmical. Very good. Hey, do you hear that? Woo, Gary shaking his head. I can't believe it. Race, race. It's starting to learn the scatting world. That's right. We'll give him one more before we stop. He's doing great. This is the room. This I gave a good one, but here we go. Beep, 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 Right. Okay, see you next week. One, two, one, two, three, four. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC. Or email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com.